You might be in a situation right now where your job is dominating your life. You might be in a high pressure situation, an industry, place where you are just overtaken by it, demanding 10 to 12 hour days, bosses that are working you to the bone and you feel like you can't unplug. And on one hand, it's good, right? Good compensation, good credibility and reputation. On the other hand, though, you're miserable. You're secretly dying inside, even while successful on the outside. And you know you want something different. You want freedom, the ability to control your days, to make uncapped income, to be there for family, to create something of your own that you love doing. Now, I know you want all those things and you might want to leap to maybe building a new business of your own. And that could be your, quote, corporate escape method. And you know what? While there's a time and place for that, it can't start there, especially if you have a family or a large set of financial responsibilities. It starts somewhere else. You have a job right now. We want to protect that, turn it into an asset. So where we start is creating space. And what we do is take that corporate job and put it on autopilot. Sounds a little impossible, maybe, but I'll tell you, I did it, all my clients are doing it, and it's an amazing gift you give to yourself to create the space to then build what you need to build. So that's the point of this episode. We're gonna dive deep tactically today on how to put your corporate job on autopilot so that... You can transform and build something new and be the person you're meant to be and create a new business, a new life of your own. Now, before we get started, if Uncage Yourself is providing you value, I'd greatly appreciate if you jumped onto Apple Podcasts, left a quick review and rating. It really helps make sure that we get the word out to those in need. Thank you so much. Let's dive in. Growing up, society taught you to follow the script by choosing a career path and climbing the ladder. But for many people, this promise falls flat. Work suffocates them and life becomes painful. Here, you're trapped in what I call the corporate cage. Fortunately, there's a way out. You can take control of your corporate job and unlock a life of freedom. I call this living uncaged. Hi, this is your host, Matt Doan. I'm a coach, creator, and entrepreneur. Uncaging people is my mission because it's been my exact life journey. This show provides you the stories, principles, and tactics to make it happen. Welcome to Uncage Yourself. So I swear, I speak with at least 10 people every week who crave this self-directed future where they're tired of their own corporate career that's been good for a long time, but it's no longer serving them. They're no longer okay sticking to that path. It's hurting. It's hurting them, their health, their family, their financial future. There's a lot at stake here. And to be clear, these people who are 10, 15, or even 20 years into their career, they've paid their dues in corporate life. They've done their job. They've had the blood, sweat, and tears to get a foundation for their life, for their family, credibility, a history, something that you can put on your LinkedIn profile and say like, hey, look at that. I am capable. Look at all my skills, my accomplishments. There's real merit to this. I went through 15 years of this myself and I I don't regret a second of it. It was really important. It set a foundation in many ways. But if you're like me, if you're like the people 
that I work with, those that I talk to every single week, you're craving freedom and fulfillment now. So how do you get there? Well, you know my stance by now. I believe we all have this untapped entrepreneurial side that can produce massive benefits if we learn how to properly unleash it in the world. Now, there's a whole process to making that happen. I won't try to pack that all into this one episode, but here's where most people fail. They follow all the online gurus and go straight to the mechanics of building their new life. In particular, building a business. Because in our minds, we say we have to leap from the current career path, which is a corporate one, a W-2 life, over to a business of our own design, an entrepreneurial one. Maybe you're a solopreneur and you start that path. So our mind says, let's go build the thing. And what they all miss here is the prerequisite work. It's the must-do stuff that we have to address and and make sure that we get it in order. It's what I do in my Uncaged Life Design program. We always start with the prerequisite work. And what is step one? Step one, again, is not building the business. Nothing to do with that. It's all about creating space. In this case, putting your corporate job on autopilot. Listen, Please don't run screaming from your nine to five. It is funding your life. You want to treat it as the functional asset that it is. Keep it as long as you need it. I mean, look, mid-2023 right now, people are losing their jobs in droves. Keep it as an asset. Now, of course, we want to optimize it. We don't want it to overtake our lives anymore. And that's the point of this episode. But building your entrepreneurial future where you have all the freedom that you dream of starts with creating space in your current job. So start by putting it on autopilot. And just to make that very real for you, I want to share six battle-tested strategies and tactics that I used and my clients all use over the last few years to make sure they create space and put their job on autopilot. So let's break it down. Six steps for putting your job on autopilot. Number one, I want you to first secretly decline the promotion path. Oh my God, I can't believe Matt said it, right? But yes, I want you to decline it. Instead, I want you to focus on maintaining your current role. If you remember the movie Office Space, after Peter goes through his hypnosis, he shows up at the job and basically does the minimum. Now, you don't want to go to that extreme, but that's the general approach is you want to be able to maintain the job. You're not seeking promotion. You want to give yourself permission to play a different game at work, not the promotion game. The promotion game takes extra work. And while at times it makes sense to play the promotion game because you want to level up, get compensation, get certain role titles, that makes sense at certain points in your career. Hey, Matt here. Quick break. I'd like to gift you a valuable resource. It's a short video training that helps you uncage yourself. You'll find it at uncagedworkshop.com. There, you'll learn my exact method for escaping the corporate cage, creating a self-directed life, and unlocking uncapped income by doing work you love. So go check out that short video at uncagedworkshop.com. All right, back to the show. But at another time, you want to make that choice to just maintain, and it releases you from the pressure to compete. This is an internal decision. You don't have to communicate this to anyone at work, but choose a mindset of, I'm going to maintain the role. I am no longer playing the game of promotion. 
second step is to analyze the incentive structures within your organization. So what does this mean? Essentially clarify what your bosses are rewarded for, particularly their bonuses, money. Like look at them, understand what they're motivated to do. What are their targets? It might be certain clients acquired or sales targets or product shipped. Whatever it is, understand what they're rewarded for in a tangible sense, in a monetary sense. And then what you want to do is start aligning your efforts to helping them succeed. Now, you might have to go direct to them to help pull out this knowledge of what are they truly laser focused on? What moves the needle? You might be able to understand it from strategic goals that your organization is setting. You might look at objective and key results. You might look at, say, uh, agile project plans as far as what we're working towards. You might be able to ask a trusted source within your organization, maybe a peer of your boss, to glean this information of what is incentivized in my organization. Because you do this because it ensures you're focused on the needle-moving efforts that your bosses will reward you for when it comes to annual review time. Again, we just want to focus on the things that make our bosses succeed. We're still trying to be damn good at work, but laser focused on the right things. And the right things are, frankly, what makes your bosses succeed. When they succeed, you will succeed. That's how the game works. That's how the relationship works. They will fight for you at promotion time, at annual review time or at compensation, or when layoffs are happening, they'll vie to keep you. These are all protective things to do to keep you in a good state without overworking yourself. Third piece is to delete all fake work. And trust me, you've got a lot of fake work you're doing right now. If you step back and I said, hey, what's all the fake work you're doing? The stuff that actually doesn't do anything. You could list off a ton of stuff but you do it anyways. You feel the pressure to do it. So I want you to audit all your recurring meetings, activities, tasks, and I want you to take the 80-20 rule. I want you to kill the 80% that is fake work and identify the value-adding 20% that contributes to your boss's success. You see where I'm going with this? Understand what will make them happy. Find that set of activities, that 20%, and you're going to focus here. And we need to engineer away all the fake work that's happening to us. And that takes effort. Of course, you got to make this a reality. Yes, we will get to that in a second. But when you know what the real work is, it keeps you ultra focused and confident each day rather than caught up in the noise of all this fake work that you feel pressured to do. But in your soul, you're like, this isn't doing anything. Again, you're deleting it, focusing on the real work. Fourth piece is to focus on outcomes over hours. This is all building on each other. And I want you to think about the specific outcomes that you can do, that you are set up to do. Maybe you have a great product management skill set. And maybe managing teams is not your thing. Maybe doing annual review reports or doing customer research is not your thing. But you are gifted in product management skill set, right? So how do you apply that to your role? How do you make sure that the outcomes you're delivering with ruthless efficiency are focused on those outcomes? Going to all hands, going to the daily stand-ups for admin meetings, whatever it is, if it's not in your zone of genius, 
You're just playing participation games. It's wasting your time. Do not focus on hours. Focus on the outcomes that you are well positioned to deliver on. At this point, we're focusing on our skill set, our unique gifts, and we're deploying that within our environments. Okay. You might even have to reconfigure your role. If you have some seniority, use that political capital, cash it in, be like, hey, boss, I want to change my role from this to that so that I can deliver the best outcomes for our organization. Do you agree? Oh, yes, that makes a ton of sense. Let's go do that, right? You have to assert yourself. You can't just sit there and take what's given to you from a role, responsibility, or project standpoint. That means if you do that, I'm sorry, I'm getting fired up here. You are a low agency being. You are taking what's given to you. You are a commodity player. Instead, you need to wipe all that stuff away and be a high agency person, someone who asserts their skills, their preferences, and designs their interaction at work so it fits what they're meant to do. So you're focusing on things that move the needle, that you like doing, that you're gifted at, and that you can do efficiently. You see how this all stacks on each other? Let's take it to the next level with number five. Design your ideal day and week. So step back. You can open up a blank spreadsheet with a seven-day calendar, or you could just take a blank sheet of paper and just go creative for a moment here. But I want you to first slot your personal priorities onto your calendar first. So ask yourself, where am I going to work out? Where am I going to do learning and development, reading? Where am I going to interact with my family so that I'm proud of it? Where am I going to maybe build something on the side? Where might I be building uh, my personal online presence, a brand, a category of my own? Where am I going to do that work across a week, right? Understand if you don't get your personal stuff in order, the work stuff will not work out. So I want you to be selfish in all the right ways here. Slot those priorities under your calendar at the ideal times. If your best creative work happens from 8 to 10 a.m., my friend, you've got to block off 8 to 10 a.m. with all your might, right? You have to do that. And then you start asking yourself, where do I slot in my corporate stuff? If I can do a bunch of admin meetings in the afternoon because I'm low brain power in the afternoon, make it happen. Slot those things into the afternoon, okay? If you need to block off your evenings and your weekends because that's how you want to live your life and not be overrun by corporate anymore, block that. Again, suspend your disbelief for a moment, but I want you to design your ideal day and week across a series of 30 and 60 minute blocks. How does that look in an ideal sense if you were to design it from scratch, right? So it comes down to this, design or be designed. Your calendar becomes your reality, especially in the corporate world. I remember those manic moments where I'd wake up on a Monday morning and all sorts of stuff would hit my calendar over the weekend and it would just be littered with double and triple bookings back to back to back to back. I had let myself have an open calendar and people assaulted it. They took it. They just grabbed it, grabbed it, grabbed it. And my week sucked. I was dragged around like a rag doll. I wasn't able to do anything I wanted at home. And even my work, I felt like I wasn't doing anything to move the needle because I was being dragged around by others' priorities. You have to assert your own priorities and then engineer that into existence. Get creative. Talk with people. Install your time blocks. Maybe re-engineer a daily stand-up into a Slack asynchronous exchange. Like, get creative on your behalf, on others' behalfs, especially if you have seniority. Be the one who says what needs to be said and do the work that needs to be done. If everyone on your team could benefit from a creative deep work morning session, make it so, okay? Now, on to number six, 
I want you to define your rules of engagement. After you've gone through and you've analyzed, you know, what gets incentivized after you've declined the promotion path, you've kind of deleted all the fake work and you're focused on the right outcomes and using your time effectively across your ideal day and week. Now it's about committing. And I call this rules of engagement. It's a social contract with yourself where you set bright line boundaries. You can think of a sheet of paper on the left side, what I will do on the left, what I won't do on the right, and just list out what I will do is focused work using my skill set, using my zone of genius. I will configure tasks and meetings and interactions with colleagues so that they're efficient. And you go on the right side, I won't show up to random meetings without objectives or agendas. I won't take calls during dinner. I will not open my email on weekends. And again, it takes time and bravery to implement this. But if you set this social contract with yourself, hell, even make yourself accountable to your spouse, to your kids, to friends, be like, this is what I'm committing to live by. It's so vital that I do this. These are the rules that I'm going to live by. Hold me accountable. Talk to me. Ask me how I'm doing. And you've got to bake this into your mind that this is the way I'm putting corporate on autopilot because it means that much to my life. And when you do this, when you have these rules of engagement, you're playing by your rules, not theirs. And yes, it can still be win-win. We're not quiet quitting. We're not opting out. We're not trying to get a free paycheck here. We're doing the right work with the right skills at the right time with ruthless efficiency. Like a special ops team, right? You're going on a mission. Here's my mission. I'm, I set the target. I jump on the Black Hawk hel- helicopter. I'm in, out, moving on, back on the helicopter. Same concept at work. Ruthless efficiency. In, out, moving on. You know what you're there to do. You have a mission. You have a target. You don't just sit there in the open battlefield getting assaulted by enemies all day for 12 hours. That's stupid. Do not voluntarily step into that situation. Whether that's in person, whether that's digitally, you have to have these rules of engagement for yourself. So when you apply some of these six strategies, here's what you might see. Someone able to take morning strolls in the park with their partner at 10 a.m. on a weekday. They're emotionally resilient. No more Sunday scaries, no more dreading the week ahead, but calm on Sundays, enjoying themselves, knowing that they will be in control on Mondays, right? They happen to corporate. Corporate doesn't happen to them. They're able to do deep work each morning to build a side business because they've engineered their schedule and they're set, ready, committed to that life. They're more respected and confident at work. Hell, when you do this stuff, people's perception of you will increase. The respect and honor that they have for you will increase. It's crazy how it works. And those are actually the people that get promoted. Some of my clients that do this and they put corporate on autopilot, The unexpected benefit is often that they're the ones who avoid layoffs, they get promoted, they get the pay increases above everyone else because people perceive them as having great self-respect and focusing on the right things and very mature while everyone else is just getting assaulted day after day as a commodity player. And like for me, when I did this stuff, I cut my work hours by over 50%. I went from an average of 11-hour days to 5-hour days. In management consulting, one of the most demanding fields you'll ever come across. Wasn't easy, took a lot of work and experimentation to get there, but these strategies are kind of my extraction of that, what I'm gifting to you to implement in your world. So I hope you see the possibility here. When you put corporate on autopilot, 
This is a skill that you install permanently. You can apply it when you're an entrepreneur in the future too. It's the same idea. You need the ability to have ruthless efficiency, calm, space, ability to build, breathe, be, all these things. You need this space. Step one is always creating space. And from there, we can ask ourselves, okay, once we've created space, How can I dream of that bigger future? How do I create a business that enables that life? That's where we go next, okay? Now, if you want to break this down in more detail and understand the actual process in crazy detail and and how you get to the state of having a business that you love and creating a life where you can eventually leave corporate if you'd like, I urge you to just go book a call with us. Go to matthewdone.com forward slash talk and you can book a breakthrough call with us there. In that call, we'll spend about 45 minutes. We'll break down precisely what's working, what's not working, and why in your life right now and at work. Secondly, we'll look at what you'd like to be true instead for your career and life. And thirdly, we'll talk about the exact game plan to get you there. So you can book that over at matthewdone.com forward slash talk. I guarantee you'll walk through that call and have a ton of instant value and clarity. And if it makes sense on how we might work together, we can talk about that. But check it out. This is where all my clients go through is this first move to understand and get the breakthroughs they need. So matthewdone.com forward slash talk. And we would love to chat with you. But pulling back for a second, I hope you see the possibility here. When you put corporate on autopilot, you create space, time, energy, mental capacity, confidence to show up as a different person you literally create a new identity for yourself and you buy back so much that corporate was taking from you so that you can be better for yourself for your family creating a new future creating a business creating financial upside that you can't get when you're solely plugged in to a corporate matrix environment right so that's what i got for today and we will chat soon hey matt here Thanks for listening to Uncage Yourself. For show notes and more content like this, head over to uncageyourself.fm. And if you liked what you heard, I'd appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time, be well, my friend.